Right. She goes, you know, it'll be on your skeleton when you're dead. And I went, sold. I want one of those. <laughs> I want one of those. And it's about the same price, you know, depending on market value. It's just that people want one that'll blend in. And, sure, uh, that, that and makes said, sense. You know, for other ones, yeah, the, let's 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 have them blend in. But for this guy, gold. I want to go. For this guy, tooth. you just gotta. Uh, you know what? Sometimes in life, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, you just need a gold tooth. You need a gold tooth, man. Yeah, you need a gold tooth. And you know what else is gold? What's that? Hey there, everybody! Welcome back to Pixel It. My name is Kevin. With me, as always, is Phil. And today we are finishing up. Eco Castle in the Mist. Solid gold. It's solid gold, baby. Beautiful. Yeah. It's a beautiful book. Beautiful. It's a beautiful book with a beautiful cover. And uh it's I I I thoroughly enjoyed our time yeah. with this book. Thoroughly enjoyed it. So you know? did I, so did I. Like right off the bat, just to just to get it out there, really enjoyed this book. Yeah. Yeah. Um so where did we where did we last leave off? What 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 had just happened when we left off? That's a really good question, actually. <laughs> where did we leave off? <laughs> uh, because let me see, because uh, because we started, we got into uh, part three, which is mm -hmm. all about Yorda, and be I believe that's the name of uh, of chapter three, all about Yorda. No, all about uh, Yorda. <laughs> no, we left off when she went to the top of the tower. And she uh, viewed out over the ocean and saw for the first time the petrified uh, merchant vessels and that sort of thing of yep. nearby kingdoms that yep. had been coming, trying to see them. And basically, basically saw for the first time, uh, you know, the 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 work of her what mother. What hath the queen wrought? Exactly, exactly. So um, we get... In this we're, kind of the yeah yeah we're picking up pretty much we're at picking the end up speed of, yeah and it's 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 the end of chapter three and just after Yorda this is three dot ten and this is basically just after Yorda is in her room doing her spyglass fun times yeah um it's a conversation between her and Ozuma and Ozuma is telling Yorda that the, what she saw was an emissary from the Zagrenda Soul Empire. Uh, that had been sent to her mother's kingdom as just like, hey, let's, you know, let's chat. And her mom was just like, nah, and Didn't stoned well. them all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so she wants to, um, uh, Yorda, basically, she wants to get inside of the Tower of Wind. Um, and Basically, Ozuma is like, you know what? You're probably going to need something so that the shades don't attack you. Some sort of mark to identify you. And this is, um, it's not it. It's not a direct tie into the mark that Eco wears, but it's mm -hmm. kind of using the same verbiage to describe, like, oh, okay, yes, this is you, the thing that eco is wearing is is kind of doing something similar to this yeah so there's um, a parallel there yeah. there's a parallel here yeah so yorda prays to her father like hey pops i need you to i need you to help me out one more time and she uh sees she goes to the trolley and she sees her father and two other ghosts standing in one of the trolley platforms um and she recognizes that the two other ghosts are 
two of his advisors that yeah. disappeared around the time that her father died and she thought nothing of it. And she's like, like she has this dawning realization of horror that like, oh, once my father died, these two guys were just killed. Right. <laughs> Right. It's kind of hilarious because her like assumption is like, well, yeah, he stopped being king. So they had to move on with their lives and and they weren't going to advise the next king. The next king wants to have their own advisors. That's just how this works. It's like, oh, oh, boy, you really were putting the blinders on, kid. Good yeah. Lord. <laughs> so, um, yeah, she's con- it's all confirmed when that, you know, there are ghosts standing yeah. there um, as she approaches the ghosts kind of uh, disappear and what's left behind is her dad's uh, signet ring. Mm-hmm. Um, and the ghost of her father then tells her uh, telepathically, I think, or ethereally. However, yeah, yeah. however ghost, the voice comes. Ghost, ghost talking. Yeah. yeah, ghost talk. Yeah. Um, that this is probably the last time he's going to be able to talk to her. And also, uh, yeah, shit be crazy in the Tower of Wind. So, yep. you know, be careful. <laughs> yeah. Which at this point, I think we all gathered. I think we all, yeah. Which yeah, is, we all gathered. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the heads up. But I think we figured that out. Thanks yeah. for the heads up, pops. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um. So chapter three dot eleven. Uh, Ozuma breaks down uh, uh to Yorda what the book of light is. Um, and she's like, well, that must be the thing in the Tower of Wind. So uh, to uh the plan basically in in, in Nathan Felder. The basically coming in with all right, the plan. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Yorda's gonna. Doing. Here's what we're doing. Uh, Yorda's gonna enter the Tower of Winds while Zuma puts on a dazzling show at the tournament, trying to yeah. keep everybody's attention on him. Um, and she wears the signet ring on a little necklace. Uh, and she begins to. She gets into the tower and she begins to climb the tower because. There's a cage up at the top, much, much like every time we've seen the tower in past, present, and future, there's yeah. always this cage up at the top. Um, and she begins to climb the tower. Uh, there's stairs that are breaking and shades that are uh, appearing, but the signet ring manages to keep the the shades at bay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she lowers the birdcage down to the ground and she finds her father's bones. And inside the skull is the book of light. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and she grabs the book of light and the skull begins floating and attacking her. Yeah. <laughs> this this by the way, this is the most jarring moment for me because I remember reading this and I was just like, oh, like when you realize that her father has been kept in this, you know, fucking gibbet cage for like However long she like sees like a wisp of his hair sticking out of one end of the robe and realizes that her father's corpse is in there. And you're like, that's actually it's really effective and really spooky and really sad and like finding her father's corpse. And then all of a sudden it's like, ah, I'm the skeleton come to bite you. And it literally I'm skelly man. Yeah, it's just the biting skeleton. That's that's the alarm system. Bitey skeleton. She's just like dodging and the the skeleton bites her shoulder. Right? Just keeps (laughs) chomping on her. Just nah, nah. Like just 
Which, look, that's gotta be, like, I'm sure, magic skeleton, new powers, right? But that's still gotta be an inconvenience at best. It's like, fucker, get off! Like, ow! Yeah. Just she's, <laughs> she's like, it's trying to bite my throat. Yeah, yeah, that's right. She realizes it's going for her throat. Um, which is I'm funny. Have a really it, bad bruise. It reminds me, um, Shadowkeep had a had a moment with a floating skeleton. Head. Yes, the lich. I thought of yes. the same thing. That was there for, but that one it didn't like attack them. Oh, did it? I forget. It, like, it did. Shot yeah. Laser beams out of its eyes or it's something, something like that. that. It shot yeah. laser beams. Or it was a little more outlandish. Like, it was a little bit more outlandish <laughs> than just a skeleton. And in my head, I just imagine it just like it's like a 1950s horror movie, and you can <laughs> kind of see the wire that the, skele- the skull right, yeah. is right. Yeah, that, that little glimmer from- of it. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like <laughs> just Ed Wood style. <laughs> <laughs> Or it's like a black background, and if you look closely, you can see the black, like, glove of the hand yes. in the puppet. <laughs> it was all practical effects. It was a better time. It was Moves a better were time. better back then, man. They Moves were, just were better. better when there was practical effects are, yeah. were 100% flawless. <laughs> Could CGI make a bitey skeleton quite like that? I do not think so. No. <laughs> I do not think so. It would not It would not be real. No, uh, man. It's not the same. Not the same. It's not the same. Not Mm-mm. the same. Um so she fights off the bitey, bitey skeleton. Um, <laughs> she sure does. She sure does. She uses the power of the ring to destroy the skull, um, shatters, and then there's like a big old bright light. And then basically the, the skull is back where mm-hmm. it was. And the book is just sitting on top of her father's corpse. Um, and she grabs it, and once she grabs the book, like all the ghosts appear and start flying away, uh, and she's like purified the tower. Yeah, and and she gets a you know, uh, 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 if you build it, they will come moment with with her dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dad shows up again. Good luck. He's, he just kind of floats away into yeah. the into the air, and that's that's picture wrap on uh, old King Dead Guy, old King Dad. King Dad. King Dad is, uh, I think, yeah, like his soul's now at peace and he can his just His soul's be, at peace. It's gone mm, into the ether. The void. Um, the void. Um, so, oh, by the way, there, there, there's a, um, one of the next Marvel movies, um, uh, The Thunderbolts. Uh, I heard oh, rumors. Yeah, yeah. I heard rumors, speaking of the void, that the, the Sentry... Uh, might be the villain. Oh, now, geez. All right, now, all right. If they're going to do the sentry, are they going in like the full Bendis? Like he's a comic character, like they a myth, like that whole thing, right? With like the new so Avengers. Maybe I think that would be kind of that's kind of interesting. Where basically cool. he was, he was, he actually was one of the original Avengers, but everybody's like basically everybody's mind memory of him was wiped away right right and, and it's just he just exists as a fictional comic book he, character he, he just exists as his fictional comic book character because that's the only way people actually remember his existence that would be interesting because that's <laughs> like you do a lot of wall breaking with that kind of shit that yeah could be fun that could be so fun for those of you who don't know is uh, uh what we're off topic now but for those of you who don't know okay the century is he is um he's basically the Marvel Universe's version of Superman. Yeah. But 
Uh, and I know Superman fans are like, oh, Superman's strong. Like, okay, Sentry would fuck him up on a good right. day. Like, right. e- that's the thing about Sentry is that he could easily destroy everybody and the universe with the level of power that he has the problem with him is he's a big old sad boy right he's completely <laughs> cracked he's 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 sitting he in his suffers room. from ex- from anxiety and depression yeah and yeah. agoraphobia um so he's afraid to go outside <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's and i know you what know. you're saying i know what you're saying you're saying kevin phil if I, with all of my anxiety and depression, uh, uh, had infinite godlike powers. I, we would not be here uh, uh, just out of a, a completely random panic attack that I had, uh, you know, over something that my dad said when I was eight years old. Uh, and uh, and uh, me, too. So, yeah. Now you're yeah. getting why he's a... He's you're understanding a, why he's a threat, right? He's a... <laughs> He's a he's a uh, there's also the the void is basically the evil version of the century. It's not like it's not like Moon Knight where Moon Knight has uh, disassociative identity disorder. The void is basically just a mirror version of him. Right. That exists because he exists. Yeah. But it's also him. It's weird. It gets it's, it is uh, weird. It's super metaphysical, but <laughs> I, I tell you though, that, that Bendis run of uh New Avengers was friggin' great. I really, really liked that. That was yeah. that was yeah. the last time I think that I was really keeping up yeah. uh, with comics on a weekly basis. Yeah, I was just talking to somebody that the last time I was keeping up with comics was uh there was a arc uh basically Emma Frost was in charge of the X Men for Right, for yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, I, I get the occasional trade here and there for specific yeah, books. Yeah, occasionally that's dip back it. in. I think yeah. it's more important to just occasionally have a character that you want to, mm-hmm. you know, occasionally dip back into. Check, check back um, in on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that is Check fun. out, so, get fun. some trades, yeah. uh, you know. Um, and none of this has been brought up uh, because I'm a, hopelessly addicted to playing Marvel Snap. I yeah I can't stop. Uh, almost done. <laughs> almost done with the uh, Black Panther storyline. The last chapter opens tonight. Yep, I know uh, what I'll be doing. That was that was ten dollars well spent. By the way, <laughs> like that yeah. bought me. They are truly like like really holding it back when it comes to monetization here. Like they were like, hey, it's the new challenge for November, and it's ten bucks to take part. And you yeah. get all these, you know, the more you play, the more you unlock these cool things. You just need to give us 10 bucks and you're in. I was like, yeah, sign me the fuck up. Yeah, I'm in. I'll, great. I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in. Like, that. that that's freaking awesome. That's a great way to go about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm still really enjoying that game. Fuck. Yeah. Take yeah. that. And they, uh, anyway, we're, yeah. we're anyway, talking about uh, Eco, uh, Eco Eco. Which is Castle a book that we like. Classic. You know, classic. You know, classic. Yeah. Classic text of video game adaptation, Eco. Yes. Um, all because one of us said void. That's <laughs> all it takes. That's all it takes. Uh, wow, we really are just God. Yeah, we need to, we need to, you know, if we ever open a Patreon, we need to do like the, uh, the non ADHD version where we do the episode a second time, but after we've like taken, yeah. you know, ADHD medication or something <laughs> like that. And they'll be like 20 minutes long. I'll just read, <laughs> I'll just read straight through my notes. And that's, right. that's really it. tight. And every now and then you'll hear me go, mm hmm, mm hmm, that happened. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. Mm-hmm. 
okay, see you next week for Bioshock Infinite. Uh, you know, like. <laughs> so, uh, Yorda. Yorda. Leaves the Tower of Wind and whoopsie daisy, there's there's Mommy Dearest. She's standing on the other side of the bridge to the tower. She's got her black cloak on. She's she's none too pleased. They they trade some words. Um, and then Yorda uses the book on her mom. Yep. The her her mom basically dissolves and disintegrates into the, the air. Um, and then everybody tries to kill Yorda. Um, yeah. Because like, the enchantment is now broken yeah. on the city. And all um, the all the people start they're like she's basically order she dissipated into like a mist and is like um, yeah or then absorbs herself her. into everybody like their eyes go completely jet black because right. and now she's controlling them and they're all chanting kill yorda um and then everything looks lost right and then ozuma comes running the rescue and i love this little detail where it says ozuma's just cutting people down left yeah and right. yeah ozuma's like yeah they can't save them by the way yeah fuck it like <laughs> Like it's like no at no point is he like huh these are actually uh, just seconds these are, ago these were innocent peasants and people and now oh, fuck it like nah fuck it gotta cut them down they're in my way <laughs> they're part of the they're part of the darkness now they're vampires so, they're vampires now um, Azuma catches up to her and he's like well only one thing left to do and they jump off the bridge yep. um, and we finally come back to present day. Um, and Eco basically, all of this has been one gigantic vision that Eco yeah. has been hit with all at once. So he's basically absorbing all of Yorda's memories. And Yorda is like, remembers who she is. And she's like, oh, this is the boy, all that stuff. And yeah. we move into chapter four. Um, and Eco, now with all of her memories unlocked, he begins to start piece, like talking to himself. He's like piecing the story together of what happened next because yeah. the point at which her memories stopped being transferred to him still left a lot of questions, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. The story isn't <laughs> over at that point. Because, yeah. yeah, at first when I when it ends like that, because they jump into the water and it's like it, that's it. And, and, uh, and we go and I was like, so wait, did they drown? Like, yeah, but then you realize what happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah so a whole lot more happened. We got a whole <laughs> yeah, a whole lot more happened as it turns out. And, and he does and a little yeah. Eventually the author went, Oh, maybe I'll just um uh, hmm. Maybe I'll stop doing a flashback and show him. <laughs> like, yeah, let's just just like, move yeah. it. Let's move it and grooving. Uh Eco does some math for everybody who's wondering. Um, the emperor who led the attack was the fifth emperor. Of the Zagrenda Soul Empire, the current emperor is the 18th. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a fair so, number yeah, of so, yeah. fair number of years. You yeah, know, five five generations at least. So, yeah, yeah, like 150, 200 years. Yeah, maybe yeah. depending yeah. on on the average lifespan of the yeah, emperor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, exactly. give or take, um, give or take. Uh, so. The shades can the shades uh, continue attack to attack, and they're basically playing the whole. You know, you should just let us give take Yorda, uh, yeah, buddy. Yeah. Buddy, it's her fault, pal. Yeah, uh, they they move on. Like, is at first they were like, "Hey, you're one of us. You should be like on our side," which is kind of sad and vague. But th- now they start going, "Hey, dude, she's an asshole." Like, they actually start, <laughs> "Fuck her, dude." Like, do you know who you're helping? 
Have you seen her Twitter account from last year? Like, God, it was such it was such a fake apology. I didn't buy it at all. Hashtag cancel culture. Am I right? Shades. My fellow shades. (laughs) Fucking SJWs, I swear. (laughs) (laughs) That's I didn't like the way that tasted in my mouth. (laughs) I didn't didn't even like that as a joke. (laughs) Didn't even come out right, you know. It just Uh, kind of um so yeah, the shades are doing their thing. Um and and Yorda uh, seems to kind of be blaming herself as well as mm-hmm. to why the she she takes the blame as to why the queen won. Um, and then they keep moving and they reach a cistern. Uh, Eco jumps down into it and he has another vision. And the vision is uh, of prisoners. This is a uh, chapter four dot two now. Yeah, uh, prisoners at the castle. And while he's in the vision, a knight uh, taps him on the shoulder and starts speaking to him about once the enchantment was broken, everybody in the castle started killing each other. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. Was, you guys was, got out of there and they didn't just go, oh, good. They're gone. Now we can get back to our lives as normal. Yeah. No. No, there's fights. There were mass mass executions. Um and everyone died. And this actually ties, ties back to the earlier scene where Eco is in the room with the chandelier um, where there is there was all those people just hang being hung mm-hmm. uh, off the ceiling. Um, and the queen did this so that she could feed off of the malice that was generated by them killing each other and became more powerful uh after basically she grew in power once all of this happens yeah um uh chapter 4.3 they continue on uh eco has another vision of a woman killing herself uh a handmaiden um things just get darker <laughs> it get yeah it it's it's you know the difference between the first half of this book and the second half of the book is is vast just because it opens it's you know it's always got a little darkness but it's this kind of charming coming of age it's like yeah it's like coming of age here and the the like dark undertones here and then it's like by the second half it's like yeah yeah (laughs) yeah it's bleak it's really bleak it's really bleak um the the shades attack again while they're while they're running through an area and uh, eco at this point uh, having listened to the shades having seen like heard about the prisoners all killing each other and the people all killing each other and the suicides and the executions and all that stuff he sees the shades surrounding yorda um and he's on the other side of a jump uh that he just made and he's like she can make it and then he's yeah. he sees the shades and he's like Maybe I should just let them take her. Like yeah. he actually starts to think like maybe, he really does. <laughs> maybe maybe she is the bad guy. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Right. For the first time he's just like I, I, this actually is this is he finally thinks is this juice worth the squeeze? Like after all of this bullshit. Uh, 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 which is a fine question to ask, 10-year-old. Finally, you got there. Finally. Proud of you. Proud of you, buddy. Good job, um, kid. <laughs> then o- Ozuma from Beyond 
speaks to Eco ethereally and basically gives him the uh, slaps him on the face uh, from 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 the afterlife. Yeah. And says, no, you better save her. You <laughs> you, you fucking asshole. What, what the and, fuck? And <laughs> what then he starts all about. And then Azuma makes Eco's horns feel like they're on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Fucked up moves. So you're like, hey, dude, you've got horns too. You know how fucked up this is. And he goes like, fine, fine. And so fine. He, he 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 get he saves Yorda, and they continue on. They they get down to the arena, um, and uh, they find a Eco uh, uh, finds a sword in the arena. I didn't actually get understand this particular moment about the sword. I don't know if it was like a translation issue, but it's like they find found a sword. Somebody was trying to, um. Uh, prop open a window to reflect light onto one of the globes that opens the gates, and then I, there, yeah, there's a mo- there's a, a line about there's a streak of light in the sky that the the shades wouldn't dare touch or something like that. And I, was I like, feel like this must have been some sort of translation of one of the puzzles in the game. Sure. Uh, I, I've I've watched through some of the game. I haven't played it, and I, I certainly didn't watch all of it. Um, uh, on the long throw I saw, but it, it felt like this felt like, uh, if this was not in the actual game, like using, uh, one of the old light reflection puzzles, you yeah, know, if, yeah, if, yeah. if that is, I would be very surprised if that wasn't actually directly out of the game. Cause yeah, it's, it gets very specific. Suddenly it's like, all right, you're flashing the light off the sword, bouncing it off onto the globe, et cetera, et cetera. Th- that feels like a translation from, from the game itself. Uh, adaptation rather uh, that's that's my guess that's yeah it feels yeah it feels like a mirror puzzle yeah yeah so I don't know I I I, I didn't get it uh, but they continue on so yeah. it's not yeah. it was just a brief paragraph but it it uh, it threw me for a loop because I was just trying to figure out what exactly it was referring to and right. Eco uh, we're in 4.4 now Eco is noticing that Yorda is not looking too hot She's Ew. he's like her skin is looking waxy like she's 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 got the flop sweats, uh, you know, <laughs> she, her hair hasn't been brushed in eons. Oh, you know, she's just a mess. You think she'd like, you know, run a comb through her hair or something. She's got company over. She's got company over. This is her house. Like, what is Yorda. she doing? You know, Yorda, Yorda, come on, babe. Dignity, please. Um, I, I shouldn't call her babe. Um <laughs> Come on, sweet of- cheeks. Get on with it. <laughs> Just to take a bite of my apple. Delicious um, apple. Nutrition. Mm-hmm. Nutrition. Something something that Yorda and her stringy goddamn hair clearly hasn't hasn't had any access to in her stupid I mean, Yorda, cage. Yorda probably has a mild case of the scurvy. I would on. have to, yeah, I think, yeah, I think we got loose teeth. Uh, you know. Her we got some Falling out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We got some scar tissue that's not not uh, behaving properly. Right. Not sexy red hot chili pepper scar tissue. Just just all kinds of keloid bullshit. Yeah. 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 Case of the scurvy. Anyway, she she got the scurvies. She got the scurvy. Um, They continue. They arrive in what appears to be the queen's throne room. Yeah. There's a chair upon a dais. Um, and they're look while they're looking around. Yorda just sits down on the th- and on the throne, and and Eco's like, "What are you doing?" Um, 
And then he sign- he sees a vision of the past of Ozuma and the priest king um, standing over the queen. Mm-hmm. The queen, in air yep. quotes. And yeah. Ozuma uh, chops her head off. And Yorda just kind of stands there um, and doesn't say anything because it wasn't the queen. It was the chief handmaiden um, made to look like the queen. Mm-hmm. So Ozuma and the priest king's victory is all for naught because uh, Yorda basically doesn't say anything because she still thinks that she can protect or save her mother. Right. That's that's her thing. That Yorda believes deep down that she can save her mother uh, if given the chance. Yeah, actually, yeah. So she just keeps her mouth shut on that one. She just keeps her mouth shut, um, and uh, uh, they the Yorda Yorda is then possessed by the queen, um, and she takes hold of Eco. And in chapter 4.5, we have a pre-showdown showdown. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The warm-up showdown. The warm-up showdown. The talky showdown. Um, so Eco and the Queen, speaking through Yorda, um, have a debate about what love is and what family means. Yeah. And I thought this was actually a really interesting discussion they have. Yeah. Because ego was like, it's like the your your biological family is not the thing that matters. It's the people mm-hmm. who love you. Because I haven't, I'm a ad- he's like I'm adopted and they yeah. love me and they are my family. And the queen is like, love doesn't exist. The only thing that matters is blood or something like that. Right. There's no such thing. As as love, you silly petulant child. Facts don't care about your feelings. If, she's a real Ben Shapiro. She's got, you know. Yeah, she's like sissy. Let's just say, let's just, let's say, say, let's just say, hypothetically, 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 uh, that hypothetically family matters. That I could turn you to stone. Yeah, let's just say, <laughs> let's just say. Yeah, yeah. It's a. It is a big. It's a very talky uh, uh, showdown. I I did find it really interesting, and it's funny because. As it as it started, I started to go, oh, what are we doing? Like, because, you know, yeah. just the big stretches of dialogue uh, in, in other books in the past have always bummed me out. But it's just like a lot of things. I remember in playwriting class, you know, one of my earliest playwriting classes, they said, you know, you don't write monologues, don't write monologues. And uh, and then someone, you know, I correctly think, uh, think correctly, uh, said, well, what, you know, what about all of these other plays that have monologues in them? Like why, if we're not meant to write monologues, you know, and the right. my professor basically said, well, they earned that. Like you trust me when I say that you do not need to write monologues right now, just write your damn stories. And, and eventually you'll get to a point where a monologue is necessary and you'll know what to do with it. And it's because a monologue can be so it can destroy, uh, you know, everything. And right. these long, rambling, philosophical conversations have absolutely ruined stories and books in the past. They have, yeah. Uh, this is not one of those situations. Uh, no. I was genuinely uh, uh, intrigued and and kind of... Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's restating the two sides. Yes. Where it's the one side is saying it's... It's the power of love 
it's your found family. It's the people you love and you cherish. That's what matters. And right. the other side is saying the only thing that matters is hierarchy. Um, and which is, you know, a very, uh, <laughs> it, it, we said Ben Shapiro, but it's also like Jordan Peterson. Yeah, uh, no, it, it's actually you know talking what? about <laughs> fucking lobsters. No, you know? you're absolutely right. You know what? I can't believe I missed that. I can't believe I went with the easy Shapiro when I should have gone with the intermediate Jordan. Uh, you're Is absolutely that degree right. of difficulty in reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. <laughs> you you fucking nailed it. Like that's absolutely true. Like the the parallel there is absolutely true. She is because she's arguing for that hierarchy and people need to kneel and the strong need to rule and right. Uh, and she even argues in terms of like you know think you know think of all the cruelty in the world that you know can be avoided and et cetera et cetera. It's like you know clearly self serving, but it's one of those arguments that can be intoxicating to all the wrong people. Where it's like exactly. I can, I can save people if you would only kneel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. The um and I've been listening to it recently on Behind the Bastards. Um uh Robert it's Evans. It's, uh, a, good it's a good show. It's a it's good, good podcast. Show. Um Robert Evans, we're we're here. We we can we can guests uh, we can do a guest spot on Behind the Bastards whenever you want, buddy. You wanna you want us to come on? Huh? You got a yeah. bastard. There are plenty of bastards in the gaming industry. There's probably plenty. even more in the publishing industry. Yeah, we can we can we can sit down and and have you talk to us about you know the bombing the Great Lakes. Um, Bobby. <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> um. Yeah. So on 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 the recent episodes of Behind the Bastards, he'd been talking about billionaires and this concept of uh, long termism. Yes. It's like a philosophy where they think, um, and I, I'm trying to remember the other name for the philosophy. Uh, basically, it's billionaires think that they are predestined to be the ones that save the world ultimately. And they don't believe that the small things like basically uh, they're everything. They filter everything through like bullshit trolley problems. We're right. like, well, it's it's better to terraform mars than it is to save this planet right right like everything right. it's like they they step everything up they're like well we could save the planet you know like i could save this city um you know from from having lead in their water or i could save the planet but how right. about this how about i could say instead of saving the planet i could terraform a new planet right you right. know what i mean and it's ultimately it's sexier and more interesting it's and it sexier and more interesting. And, and it's like, it's going to save the world. And that's what, right. So Elon Musk and Peter Thiel and all these fuckers, um, this is what they believe in. And yeah. that's why they are terrible people. And that's why um, and that is why, yeah, that's why they're bad. And that's why the queen is bad in this yeah. book, tying and it back around. Ah, uh, uh, we queen, didn't get off track for too long there. The queen Elon Musk, Peter Thiel, uh, or Teal, I think. Teal. Uh, uh, Jordan Peterson, Ben Shapiro, uh, just a a litany of yeah. fucking assholes um, who do nothing good for nobody. Nothing. Nothing. Listen, Fuck all guys. of them. Listen, Listen guys. Listen. I don't want to get political here. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I know that. I know that we get off 
on rants and everything like that and everything. But do you remember, do you remember not too long ago when it took us five episodes to get through the first Resident Evil book? We have improved. We are way better. <laughs> we are way we better. Were. We are efficient machines. We, and, 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 and part of that efficiency is you got to give us these rants. Yeah, yeah. Not we don't we don't we just 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 a just a a, a little bit of fat to make the st- just, the steak taste so good. It's just a little bit of fat because just you know what you, you know what the best burger is actually a mixture of different fat content ground beef, mm-hmm. right? You mm-hmm. got your you got your ninety percent and your your seventy percent. I want to say you, you mix them together. One provides the flavor, the other provides the structure. Yes. Uh, you ever you ever cook up a burger and it shrinks up into a, like a little ball, and you're like, why the fuck did it do that? Why do the burgers? It's because you're not using the right mixture of ground beef. You ever just you ever, like the queen yeah. in yeah. Eco. You ever you ever look at a steak, uh, and you see that marbling, those little veins of fat that go through? If you look really close at the veins of fat, what you're what you what you what that actually is is rants from two chubby white guys talking about why Ayn Rand is stupid. Yep, that's it right there. We that's provide the flavor. The, mm, mm. All the flavor and all the steaks and all the world are generated from the rants in this podcast. That's abs- abs- you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. So the queen admits to destroying the old. (laughs) This is where we really need like commercial breaks. (laughs) Scott does it right. Like even even before uh, uh, it's probably not aliens before they even got sponsors. So like we probably we could probably use a sting here where we like a sting here and then we'll pick it up after. (laughs) No, baby, we're we're too good for that. No, man. We don't have all a producer. This is we don't all have a producer in our year just pixel, telling us to, no, to, 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 to stop talking about bombing the Great Lakes. Pix, um, Pixelit is the is the is the one shot, the one cut shot of uh, of uh, Goodfellas wandering through the back of the uh, the restaurant and making your yeah. way out to the show. Exactly. That's. Ex- Exactly. Because more references. More references. Because more references. I, I may have spent I may have spent the uh, Thanksgiving holiday with me and Kevin's uh partner Keeler, uh who yeah. <laughs> who, who is uh the king of making uh, uh obscure pop culture references uh he is. similes and he metaphors. Really, he really is and undisputed. We love him for that. Absolutely. You know it, who it, else loves him for that? The queen admits to destroying the old capital of this <laughs> credit soul empire. Just go, just go, man, just go. Just go. Which, um, <laughs> so uh, the the old capital be- became a the stone city. The stone city that we see earlier in the book is the original capital of this Grand Soul Empire. Um, and she also reveals to to Eco that she turned Toto to stone in the city. Yeah. Which oh. is a real heartbreaking moment for Eco. It's so sad. It's so sad. <laughs> and probably a really bad idea. Like that maybe she maybe should have left that one left. She should have left that one alone. Chest. Yeah. 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 Um and then she also reveals a double twist that it was the priest king of the Zagrenda Soul Empire who used a spell on Yorda to stop time in the castle to prevent the queen from enacting her plans. And the sacrifices were not from the queen, but were from the priest king and Ozuma 
basically Ozuma cursing his own bloodline mm-hmm. uh, to out of guilt for the part that he played in the failure to stop the queen's tyranny. And yeah. because they ended up having to use Yorta as this pawn to to freeze time in place. Yeah. Um, and then the queen basically is like, well, you can join me. You know, we can we can yeah. go rule the world together. And then she's like, I'll let you think on that. And she leaves. Yeah. And uh, the <laughs> she's like your dad's a real asshole, huh? Like your yeah. great, great, great granddad. What a yeah. dickweed. Uh, uh, think it over. Talk to you later. Talk to you later, pal. All right. Here's bye-bye. a black flag record. Listen to that. Be angry. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to I'm going to leave some Elliot Smith playing before yeah, I yeah. before just, I go. Just soak that up. You know, uh, it's <laughs> you're going to have a good cry with Angela's. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so she goes and uh, the last line of this section is uh, Eco was alone. The dark truth, his only companion. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. This fucking tra- Alexander Smith is such a good translator. I Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's it's beautiful. Um so after 4.6 after moping for a bit, Eco apologizes to the shades. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. Um and then he has another vision of Azuma and he begins to follow it. Um and uh we we learn a little bit more that Azuma returned and remained because he believed that there was love at the can- castle once before and with the assumption of and there could be again question mark never really said but that's what he he's like i believe in the power of love is is his uh his thinking and he go- tells eco go find the sword um just listen to the rhythm of my heart just listen to the and, rhythm uh, of my heart um All right, we're going to get sued. All right. How did it end? I don't know. The, the darkness was listening at a really random The darkness random was randomly moment. listening. Yeah. Um. <laughs> that would be my um, <laughs> Every day. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Eco realizes that he's never going to be able to find the sword by going through the castle because it's because the queen is the castle. Yeah. And it's like, how would you be able to find the sword walking on the, the like, I'm, I don't, I didn't write down the exact metaphor. It's like walking on a, a giant's palm or something like that. Like, right. You're in their hands. You, yeah. You're never going to be able to. So he makes uh, an executive decision and he fucking jumps off the bridge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, fair enough. Fair enough. Because, fair enough. you know what? I got to get out of the castle. And he does. Yeah, so he gets he out does. of the castle. Um, and he lands in the water, washes to shore. And uh, he starts finding his way through several areas of cave uh, and platforming sections, which I believe were probably written in because they were from the game. And mm-hmm. um, there's this really good moment. I mean, the beginning of the chapter is like, okay, yeah, he's getting through. All right, whatever. But right. then he finds the sword and it's this really am- amazing moment where the sword begins to reflect memories back to him. And some of them are his own, but then he starts seeing that they're not just his own. They are the memories of each of the sacrifices yeah. that had made their way to the castle. And um, 
it it's it's interesting like it's memories of their foster families of their lives before going to the castle the sword had saved and entrusted uh the memories of all of the shades so that they weren't lost to time like yeah. it remembered all of the sacrifices because nobody else was really necessarily going to and i was like okay that's 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 a pretty pretty great (laughs) that's a that's a good moment (laughs) yeah it's a good moment and it and it and it helps him to further appreciate that these shades these sad ghosts have been fighting with him that have been like blocking his path and that they're all each one of them he sees them smiling he sees them working in the fields and living their lives and they all each one of them has a story each one of them has each one of them has a story to tell yeah yeah yeah, it's a really cool moment. It's really, really cool. So Eco takes the sword, and for him, it's as light as a feather, as opposed to earlier in the uh, book when the knight took it mm-hmm. um, to to cast that spell. He couldn't. He could only drag it a- along the ground, you know, because it yeah. wasn't meant for him. Um, yeah, it's like so, minor Mjolnir kind of kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, you know? yeah, a little little Mjolniri. Um, so Eco, we're in 4.8 now, and Eco arrives back at the chamber with the sarcophagus, uh, sarcophaguses, and or sarcophagi, 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 um, and uh, they begin to drain him and the sword of his energy. They got some weird snake emblems on them, and they're 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 they're, they're ref- described. Even though they're just stone sarcophagus, they're like they're described as like animals with these maws that are just sucking in yeah. the energy yeah yeah um they're he leeches. also yeah. they're leeches and it also finds yorda has been turned to stone um yeah. which you know that's a bummer yeah. uh so eco uh decides to he find he breaks out of his trance to because he wants to do something for the shades right and he begins to destroy each sarcophagus with his sword and they're just mm-hmm. he's just able to smash them apart one after the other at the other and like the the shades begin to like help him he like falls off a ladder at one point and one of the shades catches him yeah. and puts him down to down uh on the floor and he destroys all of them yeah, it's and, a real uh, link with clay pots kind of a moment he just yeah wreck shit in there just wreck shit and get those rupees yeah. Um, and so the, and then the, the shades kind of like surround the statue of Yorda, um, while he continues on into the throne room and, uh, he gets to the throne room. The queen's like, Hey, you know, you, you, okay. You, you say you've chosen to do this. You've chosen to fight me and they begin their final battle. And it's mm-hmm. basically, uh, the queen just keeps blasting him with this wind that can turn things to stone. It knocks the sword out of his hand. Um, Eco gets bruised and battered and tossed about. And then um, his the shades, and this is, it's thematically appropriate. The shades begin to surround Eco yeah. and act as a barrier between the queen and him. And uh, refer- he refers to them, he thinks of them as the, the army of sacrifices. Yeah. And they're getting killed by the queen's like stone spell but 
he's able to advance onto the queen. And it's like, it's thematically appropriate because like, okay, it's that found family. It's the power of love. It's all that stuff. Yeah. And true sacrifices. And true true sacrifice, self-sacrifice. Yeah. um, Selflessness. And Eco is able to get close enough to the queen to to give her give her the old whack um, with Lizzie Borden's axe. Yeah, and dirty wax with a wet noodle. <laughs> and uh, and she dies. Um, she's gone. She's gone, and all the energy is released, and uh, the shades disappear. They vanish, and Eco passes the fuck out. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and rightfully so. I think he's earned it. He's, he's had it. quite quite the day or year or however long he was there. However long this has <laughs> it's been. not really clear. It's not super clear. No. Uh, and then the castle starts becoming undone uh, because yeah. the only thing holding it together really was the queen's presence and she is dead. Um, Yorda is, wakes up. She is free from the stone um, and she finds Eco and she carries uh, him down to the water and finds like a plank to put him on and kind of like pushes him down the river. Um, and she decides to stay at the castle as it falls apart. And we get a, a nice moment of Ozuma's statue. Uh, nothing. It doesn't break at all. It just, the it just falls off into the ocean, like whole cloth. Yeah. Um, falls into the ocean as opposed to like shattering or whatever. Um, we cut over to the stone city and we get some positive news Every all the all the everything starts crumbling in the stone city except Arrowwind oh, wakes yeah. up. Yeah. And is like the the horse, Arrowwind, is like, okay, what the fuck? I'm running. And just starts yeah. running back to the town. Yeah. Um, Eco games, they they those they they really can't stand to let a horse suffer. No. Uh, between this and Shadow of the Colossus, they got a good theme of being like, ah, the horse is fine. The horse is fine. The horse he is didn't fine. do anything wrong. We're not going to punish the fucking horse. We're not going to punish the horse. Horses are great. Um, are awesome. So uh, the the wind that is released uh, start like the the bells in the capital city start ringing and all the like the windows blow open where the priests are. Um, uh, and back in town. Toto wakes up from being stone. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we get an epilogue of Eco waking up on the beach, unable to remember what happened at the castle. And he walks and he finds Yorda uh, on the beach. He's pretty sure he knows her and he helps her to her feet. And that's the end of the book. And you know what? Good. Not the end of the book. I mean, but like, I'm glad that Eco didn't have to like that poor kid. Like the least he could get is a clean slate where he doesn't have to think about friggin' shade. Just let him be a stupid kid for God's sake. Like, yeah, he doesn't yeah. have to remember what happens. He's all that, that shit. Yeah, he's earned it. He's earned yeah. it. So, Phil, final thoughts on the book? That was great. That was great. Um, I think I still have a minor to moderate uh, uh, quibble with the choice of the whole hundred and some odd page flashback chapter sure uh with yorda i think that's it was it was still great stuff like i said last episode i i question the way that we got it in one big lump like that and and it and getting back to the world it it did take a little doing uh because of that but outside of that i mean this is seriously one of the one of the best ex- 
uh, in my opinion, one of the best examples of how to do a good job with uh, expanding on your source material because Eco the game does not get into this detail. The, the, the stakes are far simpler, right? Uh, you know, and, and, and that game studio is known for telling wonderful stories with very little active storytelling, if you will. Um, right. And, and, and so to take all of that and there's a clear respect for the source material um, it's not just for a paycheck. It's, it's not a, uh, suspiciously, you know, like I was already working on this kind of thing, even though it could have been because so much of it is original work to yeah. the game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, gosh, the vast, vast majority of this is original to the game. You are not getting a walkthrough of all the puzzles in eco with this game with some right. narration over it. I, I thought it was terrific. I think the translation's great. I think the, tone uh, throughout keeps with the game um i think it's wonderful i it's 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 in my top top five uh of the books we've oh read easily the show for sure easily yeah. the top five of the books that we've read yeah um, absolutely. where it falls i mean where it falls in the top five for me personally i'd have to think a little bit about yeah yeah about you know what what else is in that top five i know and, this and is it kind in of it, becomes you know, apples and oranges at that point yeah anyway, you know you know, ranking is ranking is more of a uh, an exercise you do for fun rather right. than for other any real criti- critical measure of a yeah. of a of a work. But you know, we we will probably do some sort of tier episode, tier maker episode at some point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I wholeheartedly agree uh, with a lot of what you said. I I was I think I was a little bit more fine with the flashback, uh, just mm-hmm. only because it gave. Um, only for the sake of giving Yorda more agency rather than just oh, kind of yeah. like a princess that is, you know, the princess in the castle. I think that was it was probably a very conscious decision by the um, sure. uh, the female author of of the work to kind of like, hey, Yorda, here's Yorda doing stuff. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and I think that's great, too. It's just the pacing of it. The was, pacing was, of it was it yeah. was a bit of a change up. It was a bit of a. Um, a change up, whereas the rest of the book was all fastballs. So this was kind of absolutely, yeah. <laughs> that that chapter was a bit of a change up, right? Um, right, exactly, exactly. But yeah, no, I I totally agree. I think it's it's a wonderful book. And before we read it, you and I were talking about how oh, this book is one of the ones, one of the video game novel adaptations that everybody says is one of the best ever. Uh, and I can see why. I can yeah. totally see why people say that because it, it it's the prose is is wonderful. You know, some of that is it, uh, a lot of that is going to be with the intentions uh, that uh, Miyabi uh, wrote it with, but also the translation by Alexander O. Smith. You know, yeah. the, there's a there's a great style and sense to the prose and to the uh, the way the characters are written. Um, they are fleshed out. You you understand how they're written. Um, each character speaks in a unique voice, mm-hmm. which is something that we don't necessarily call out too often. But no. coming off of Dark Souls: Mask of Vindication, <laughs> I think it's I think it bears it's it's warranted. Out. You know, yeah. I think it's yeah. it bears pointing out that yeah. you know it's it's good <laughs> uh, with 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 that. So, um, 
Yeah, I'm I'm I, I'm glad that we read this, and I'm yeah, I'm too. happy. I'm happy we have this one. We have this one down in our catalog. Oh, um, absolutely! What a what a treat! Really enjoyed that one. What a treat! Yeah. Speaking of treats, Phil, mm-hmm. I got I got one question to ask you. Go on. What are you playing? Oh well, uh, I am. I have. I been... love every time I ask it. You're surprised that I. Oh ask well, it. it's just such a delightful question to ask. <laughs> I'm always surprised to hear the uh, the merchant uh, here in the studio with us. Uh, <laughs> uh, I have been playing mostly, despite uh, dropping a small chunk of change on the uh, Steam Autumn Sale here, whatever the sale was, the Thanksgiving sale. The most. Oh God, one. too much. Yeah, Too much money. Yeah, I, I I invest in a few games that are gonna. It's I've got this little two play uh playlist on my Steam account, and I and my goal is to have it there in front of me to hold myself accountable. So I whittle down these games that I pay for, and and it just it just it's not going anywhere. It's only getting bigger. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, but no, I've I've uh I'm still playing against the storm. I've actually logged in a lot of hours in it. It is. Fucking great. Uh, yeah. I am just so satisfying. Uh, it, it's great. Uh, the roguelike elements are fantastic. When you uh, when you start to get the hang of the city builder and what everything, you know, you got to you got to just fail uh, several times. It's got to be worth it to you to fail yeah. several times just to figure it out. Right. Uh, but when you get the hang of that, um, it just really starts to flow. You start to get into rhythms and you know, you know, I'm an achievement guy and the achievements are basically built into how you get power ups uh, for future eras of your kingdom and everything for the, that roguelike element of it. So you look at it and go, OK, this round, I should try to do this, this and this so I can earn some points. Right. Um, and eventually you get the rhythm going and you want to up the difficulty a little and you can do each individual settlement at different difficulties so you can test out. Um, a higher difficulty level without investing the entire game in that, which is right. really cool. And and I think going to be valuable for people who are just, you know, trying to get used to the game in general. Yeah. Um, I, I can't recommend it enough. I freaking love it. Uh, I'm up to like 20 hours in it right now um, and I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I did, however, uh, take a little bit of time and go over to play uh, Model Builder, uh, hmm. which... <laughs> Is uh, I think I learned something about myself when I play Model Builder. Model, <laughs> Model Builder, yeah, that one came out last year, and it's uh, it's exactly what it's a, it's a sim where you uh, you uh, have inherited a kickass uh, kind of geek shed that has all the paints and clippers and airbrushes and and files and you know all the stuff that you want and display cases right. and you enter contests and put together. Uh, toy soldiers and airplanes and you know Warhammer style figurines and shit like that. Yeah, it's together. Extremely you. Very me. It, it, it's very me. You got to follow the instructions and you know do it just so, and you can win contests, and then you can display uh, you know the the figures and everything. And I'm gonna go back into it, but the thing is, I've played a lot of these kind of sim games. Uh, uh, I I did a review. 
not that long ago, I guess, of uh, Lawnmower Simulator, which I really enjoyed. Sure. Uh, and it's and it, 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 this whole thing for me, and I think for a lot of people, started with uh, years back when Euro Truck Simulator came out. Right. Uh, just trucking across Europe and that kind of thing and listening. It was just these kind of, these sims were like great ways to kind of waste some time, listen to your podcasts and dull your senses for a little while. And... um. And you know it'll, the 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 joke everyone makes is it's kind of like the same thing as Guitar Hero when that was popular. Uh, people are like, "Why don't you just learn how to actually do the thing?" It's like, "Well, no, it's it's not that simple." Uh, you know, obviously this is right, just, right. This is meant to waste a little time. Yeah, model builder for me might be too similar to what I actually do when I'm. Is it a bridge more. too far? It might it, for me. One took over the line. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think yeah. some people, I think some people will really enjoy it. If you've like always wanted to like put these things together and you want to like fantasize about that kind of thing, you yeah. don't already have uh, a desk with paints and fucking minis and like, you know, clippers and, and all the shit that you, the, all the accoutrement. If you haven't already invested in that, I can see where it'd be a lovely way to, to, you know, get a good feeling about that sort of thing. Um, but I, it, for me, it was the first time with one of these sim games when I was playing it where I'm doing it and I was like, what I am literally I got like hundreds of dollars. I've got, I've just got a delivery. The fucking. Yeah. The darkest, darkest dungeon. dungeon. Does that have game. models in it to paint? This has models upon models upon models. This is just one of the boxes. I got two boxes uh, <laughs> and this just contains models. And it's got so freaking many of them. I would open up, but it's it's got like boxes and boxes and boxes, and it's like hundreds of models in this thing. And I, 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 for the first time ever with these sim games, I truly felt guilty of like I could just why don't I, if I want to listen to a podcast and paint some miniatures, why don't I sit down and paint some miniatures? Paint the miniatures that you actually <laughs> bought and, and have I, to paint. And, and yeah, exactly. And and so <laughs> I will never criticize anyone for enjoying this game and playing this game uh, uh, at but, all. I, or or but for me personally, I just I, have uh, an image of you sitting there playing the game and like a stacks of like of like models like that need that are just like ready to go. The right. that you need to paint and like the paints and all the all the tools and like your wife walking in. And seeing you playing a, a digital version of building models while you have your actual models like cl- gathering collecting dust, dust <laughs> gathering dust right next to you. It would be a tough one to explain. It's already, you know, when you when you marry a non gamer or something like that, there's already like some explanations. There's a level of, of of disconnect in, right. in, in, in explaining things because right. it becomes a little hard to, to be like, okay, well. It, it, it and you realize that you, you you don't have the bridge to cross. No, and this to explain is, this it. Is, this is probably <laughs> the only time that if she looked at me and said, "Why, you know, if if I if we were playing Guitar Hero or something like that," and she was like, "Why don't you just play guitar?" So like, because I don't play this well, and it's it's a power fantasy, and it's just a party game. It's yeah, not, yeah, yeah. It's not meant to be work. Uh, you know, it, it, you could do that kind of, but if she came in and said, why are you playing this model building game when there's literally like this orc sitting next to you that you've been meaning to paint for a month and it's got nothing, you're going to have to brush the fuck out of it because it does actually have dust on it. 
like what I I don't have an you would not have a good a good explanation not in that situation and I realized it with one simple thing there is you know when you get the model you open it up it's in a box and just like with most models it's on little sprues Mm-hmm. And you've got your clipper thing. And if you've been modeling for a long time, you realize you don't go, you don't necessarily go in as close to the sprue connecting to the model as you can. You go a little further out and then you use like, um, you know, a, a, a exacto knife or something like that to get the rest of it off so that it just, it's a cleaner a- edge there. And it's not as obvious uh, sure. when you're painting it. And, uh, and, and so <laughs> When it, I have my clippers in the game and my sprue. And so I was like, you know, snip here to disattach it from these things. And I go, okay. So I get it just right. And the mouse is kind of sensitive. So I'm getting it just right at the, where I would clip it. Yeah. And, uh, and when I do, it just automatically clips it flush to the thing. And I went, <laughs> oh, I'm way over. This isn't for me. I don't think this, this is, is for, for me. This I don't is think this for is for me. Uh, no. And then the painting sections, I was like, oh, this will be interesting. Uh, and it's very, it's, it's terrific. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. If you've never, if, if, if you just, if you're interested and you've never done this kind of thing before, it's a fun little time waster. I think it might not be my thing. I think I, I think I might be, I think I may have barked up the wrong tree. I may have flown too close to the sun. A little one. bit too close to the sun. Little too close. So your, that's your model of Icarus and your model of Daedalus are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they were, they were too close that, to the sun, and the paint yeah. peeled right off of them. Right, right. I think <laughs> other people might enjoy this. I can't. I can't. I can't justify yeah. it. For once, I can't justify the time. I just can't. Yeah. Uh, so, Kevin, what are you playing? Oh, I have a. I have a whole. I have a whole thing. Um, okay, so b- between we didn't. I. I, I didn't talk about immortality last episode, did I? No, but you guys have been talking about it in the chat. Yeah, and I, uh, I was, uh, I watched uh, uh, Jacob Geller's video on it. Yeah, and I am very intrigued. I am very, very intrigued. So it please tell is. Me more. Um, so I, I was like, I was. I here's the thing: is like, I saw, I saw Jacob had released the video, and I was like, I knew he, it was going to spoil a little bit of immortality, and I was like, all right, I want to, I'm just going to play the game. It's been on my to do list. So uh, immortality is uh it's a tremendous tremendous game um it's an fmv game basically you play the part of you assume some sort of digital archivist who is looking through old film spools on a moviola and when you go to the when you're looking through the clips you can click on something in the clip and it takes you to another clip like a match cut of that thing in another clip. So like, all right, I'm going to okay. click click on a cup and it like, all right, and it takes me to another clip and you discover another clip that has a cup with at like the same angle or, or what have you. Uh, and you're unspooling the story of what happened to this actress named uh, Marissa Marcel um, and and why, what happened? Where did she go? Why she's she was in three feature films. None of them got released. Um, and it was like in the late sixties and in 1999 were the, were the three films mm-hmm. and, uh, it's amazing. And the amount of work that, uh, Sam Barlow, uh, who was the creator and his team did to create three films 
that thoroughly replicated the styles of the eras that they were shot in. So the first film is called Ambrosio. It's like an erotic thriller, um, like postcode European erotic thriller about a, a monk who is um, tricked by the devil into having sex and 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 lusting and all that stuff. And it's directed by this guy who's like kind of like a Hitchcockian mm. uh, kind of guy with his misogyny and all that stuff. Um, <laughs> sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And he um, and it's shot in in like the in full frame. Right. So it's got kind of like that four by three aspect ratio because it was shot in full frame um, uh, 35 millimeter. And then the next one is a detective story, um, uh, you know, about an art about a murder in the art world in, in, in Manhattan. And it's shot in like the cinemascope that you would find in like a 1970, early 1970s movie. Yeah. Um, the two thirty five to one aspect ratio and all that stuff. And then the final one is shot on like, it's like regular 16 by nine. It was shot in like, it was like 1999 and it's lit. Like, you know, you'd find like a, uh, a movie in 1999. It's, it's, that and like that's a just, film student's dream. <laughs> it's, yeah, it is. Yeah. That's just the aesthetics. But and that's the thing is, I don't even want to get too far into the story because there is stuff in the story that absolutely blows your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's worth kind of like discovering it uh, for yourself when you when you go through and play it. Um, so once you go, once you play it, go and watch Jacob Geller's video on immortality, mm-hmm. which, uh, does a tremendous job kind of re like analyzing one particular scene and, 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 uh, describing what the, the nature of the game is, uh, to you. So, uh, immortality, it's not that long. It only takes a few hours to play through. And I was being pretty um precise like i was i was clicking on every scene and all that stuff and i didn't even find all the scenes right um you don't have to find everything to quote unquote beat the game um you just kind of complete the story um so that's immortality the other thing that i've been playing is uh signalis um which i'm so glad you you play i i just got that i i was reading about it and it sounds fucking great i'm looking forward to that one yeah it's it's really good um i'm playing um so it's like the best way to kind of describe it is if you took old school resident evil uh in terms of tone and uh survival horror ness and like lack of resources and you matched it with Metal Gear Solid 1 in terms of like camera angle. Yeah. And you'll understand as soon as you play it. You'll be like, oh, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like there's actually like little labels, like the way a little thing, like the inspect thing pops up. You're like, oh, is that the Metal Gear Solid font? Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love you know, shit like that. And, um, and some of the sound effects and all that stuff, but also like the ca- g- the general camera angle. Um, it feels like Metal Gear Solid One. Um, it's really good. I I've been enjoying my time with it. I actually I actually ended up restarting it because 
it was one of those moments where I was having a lot of trouble and I basically realized I'd wasted way too much ammo like in my oh, initial yeah. run. And I was like, eh, I'm going to go back through and just basically save ammo. Um, yeah. yeah. Once you learn how to run around things, you're like you get more healing items than you do ammunition. So it's oh, wow. like it's like balanced more towards avoid yeah. and maybe take the occasional hit. Uh, rather yeah. than kill everything, you know? <laughs> right, right. Okay, um, cool. So yeah, that's Signalis, Signalis, whatever. Um, uh, I'm also uh, trying to install on my Steam Deck, uh, I don't know if the episode will be out by the time, on bullet time, by the time this comes out. It might actually be like the, the following week. Um, I'm trying to install Die Hard Vendetta, on oh, my Steam okay. Deck, which was a PS2 game. Right. Um, uh, and I'm doing it all legally. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, um, <laughs> I know. I, I know. I, I think it's weird that you felt the need to even say that. I think I think we all assumed that you were. Yeah. It's Just all naturally. above it's all above board. Um yeah. yes, so uh, Die Hard Vendetta. I got it running on my Steam Deck. it's a god awful game, but oh. you know, James <laughs> James said, well, you know, people call Die Hard a Christmas movie, so let's play a shitty Die Hard game yeah. uh, for the Christmas episode of Bullet Time. So me and James and Tisnaker are uh, are playing it, and it's a great, it's a great game. It's wonderful. <laughs> uh, it's it's very, very good. All right. All right. And Marvel Snap. Marvel Snap just could. Yeah. Well. Add- that's just that's just gonna be. I don't, I don't have to men- mention Marvel Snap again. It's it's yeah. just it's just in my mobile game rotation. <laughs> it, it's it's really kind of funny because I don't I haven't you know I haven't had a cigarette in over two years now and uh, and I most of my mobile gaming was done while having cigarettes uh, mm. uh, out on my porch or something like that. So I actually haven't played a lot of mobile games. And uh, Emily, on the other hand, loves her little mobile games. She loves that stuff. She plays Sudoku and stuff like that all the time while we're watching movies. And I think there has been this happiness coming from her while we watch a movie and I'm playing Marvel Snap or something like that because I think she feels guilty being the only one watching the movie <laughs> over her phone. Yeah. And so when I do it, she's like, I, I, she actually said, she's like, I think it's awesome that you like this game so much. And I was like, I, thank you, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yeah, no, I agree. We do the same thing. I mean, April and I basically will do that. We'll sit, we'll, chill out and you know we'll have something like 99 percent of the stuff that we watch is not like necessary to to be a thousand percent paying attention to every single shot you know i I do indeed know what you mean yes (laughs) so it's like like yeah we have you know well she has uh she'll have her switch out and she's playing you know tending to her animal crossing island and right um you know i've got <laughs> i've got snap out Ooh, i think the new new uh the new week just dropped um <laughs> for marvel oh snap. yeah i think it did yep it sure did <laughs> okay great oh here wonderful. we go <laughs> here we go uh and on that note we'll wrap it up here uh ladies and gentlemen uh, kings, queens, and thempers. Uh, 
it is uh it's been fun talking about eco uh next episode we're gonna have a guest on to talk about uh bioshock mind in revolt i believe is the title of it so this will be a one shot it's a short story short story real brief um so until then, please follow us on Twitter, which is still standing at PixelitPod, on Instagram at PixelitPod. Uh, go ahead to our website, PixelitPod.com, and uh, from there you can find our Steam Curator page. You can find a link to our Discord. You can also subscribe to our newsletter. And people who are subscribed to our newsletter get the episodes uh, a little bit early uh, than everybody Incentive else. people. Incentive. Incentive. Subscribe to newsletter. Get the episode early and early uh, will vary from week to week. Uh, early. <laughs> we don't early, we don't have a system here or anything. We don't have a system. It's not like <clears throat> I have a editor on hand, but early equals <laughs> when I'm done editing it. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe a couple of days, maybe but, four months, because maybe, that's how far in the future we are. That's 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 how it rolls, baby. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and uh phil you you you, we're on goodreads now we are on goodreads it occurred to me that uh it's awesome that we have a steam curator uh page where we can you know talk about the games that uh uh we're playing during what you what are you playing uh segment and everything like that and i thought we really should be on goodreads uh so we can actually officially share uh, you know, just the, the the reviews and links and everything like that. So uh, right now, there's no proper like backslash Pixelit thing. But if you go to Goodreads and search for Pixelit, you will find us. Uh, I'm going to be working on getting uh, back the backlog in there, uh, so to speak, along with, and I think this is going to be fun. We're going to have the want to read section there, which will be a big collection of uh, other video game adaptations that we have talked about doing, we've thought about doing, we've seen in lists, etc. So it'll give you an idea of what might be coming down the pipe from us, and it'll give you an idea of maybe things that we haven't heard of, and you can reach out and say, I noticed that this game is not on your list, and you need to read it uh, now, uh, yeah. which is what we want. So come and find us on Goodreads, you know, because uh, it's a, we're, we're just the wave of the future here. With uh, with social media, wave of the future. Um, that's I, I mean, ghost of future, the the ghost of future past. Wait, past. the past. Present. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something will do with Scrooge. Something fuck like, it. Yeah, yeah fuck, fuck it. it. Whatever. We're good. Anyway, yeah. have a good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>